My name is Ricardo Lopez. It is January 14th, 1996, and I will begin a documentation of my life, of my art, and of my plans. Do you want to see something funny? I'm going to show you who I am. Oh! oh! I am a monster! Oh! Oh! Can you see me smiling at you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to episode 8 of Fox Podcast with me, your host, Mark. Um, welcome back all my loyal fans just coming in their throngs back to me. Welcome, welcome my children. Well this week is a little different before everyone goes in to this uh, theater because yes this is now a Broadway show. Um, if if you're a little bit squeamish, if you prefer lighter topics like Bigfoot, like Flatwood Monster, like a few, the other kind of cryptid stuff or other cases, uh, this episode mightn't be for you. It's a bit scarier. So if you're under the age of like 10... Fuck off, okay? It's very scary, and it's not for kiddies at all. So make sure you're with your parents, and that's grand because then they can deal with your emotional trauma and therapist was they can be the ones who get stabbed during the night when their child goes up to be um, a very ill-adjusted psychopath. Um, thank you. So, you know, if you don't like suicide, if you don't like murder, if you don't like actual true crime, then probably don't listen to this. But if you do, come on in because I find this stuff really interesting and I hope everyone else finds it very interesting. So, this week, uh, we are covering, if you haven't guessed by the title, Mercado Lopez, who was speaking in that opening amazing audio recording of just pure sweetness, um, also known as the Bjork Stalker. Uh, this is the first true crime topic I've ever covered on this higher podcast, and um, which of which I myself have created with my eggs of creativity. But before we start, I just want to talk about some things that happened uh, since the Flatwoods episode about a week ago. I make that sound really sad as if someone died or something, but it's actually way better than that. So first of all, well... People dying is pretty good, but this is way better. So first of all, I have like so many fans now. I'm so famous. I'm basically like a young Sharon Tate without the murder. And like I'm a Carly Culkin seven years after Home Alone. Like the like 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 the meth the method up Macaulay Culkin who who divorced his parents and just kind of loiters around the place. But anyway, the listens of on this podcast have went up by literally, and I mean literally, 550%. You're probably thinking, well, he probably only had like 10 views. Well, you're right, I had 24 actually, but it went from 24 to, at the moment, 170. And that happened in the space of three days. 170 listens, it went up from like four audience members to like 40, which is crazy. And I, it, it's because as soon as I posted it on Reddit, I got a huge response from people. Everyone started replying to stuff. I made some more posts advertising on some different Reddit things. And people started just commenting. And they started listening. And they were like, oh, I love your stuff. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, well, people actually want to listen to this. People actually want to, like, hear this. And they want to hear me, uh, me make fun of my friends and then bully me. Which is, like, kind of sad because bullying is not allowed. But still, it's fucking crazy. So, they left some comments. And I hope they don't mind. But I'm going to read a few from here. 
So the first one that I got is from Silosbin. I'm subscribed. This is from um Silosbin. I'm subscribing straight away. I love me a podcast, especially in the type of subjects you listed. I listed many, many subjects of the episodes that we did already. And good luck with it all. I have a great respect for people who use their time to create things and they, things. Blah blah, blah 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 blah. For people who use their time to create things they enjoy for others to share. For others to share. They, I don't understand that last part, but no, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Okay, so then we said I commented underneath. Then he said, "No, I said thank you." He said, "No worries, just subscribe on Apple Podcasts, which if you haven't by now, go do it." I tend to listen to podcasts in car or at work. It, this will be the next podcast I play, and indeed it was because the listens went up by fucking fuck done. Next one, he, next one he did. He said after he listened to it was just listen to the first podcast, the Osman case. Really enjoyed this episode. We'll be listening to the rest. Great podcast. These guys are onto something. Holy shit! Great podcast. We're onto something. We're on. We're getting. We're getting onto it. If the podcast is a horse, I'm getting onto it, and it's something. So, um, th- if you're listening right now, see Lisbon. Maybe you are. I don't know. I'm gonna post this on Reddit later, and I'll see you in the comments. Hopefully, thank you so much for um listening. Thanks so much for a comment. Um, I love you so much. I will buy you a marriage. Yes, a full marriage. So. The next one we have is from Bla5TER, so Blaster Mike0478. He said, Just finished listening to all the episodes and I enjoyed them a lot. You guys teasing each other was hilarious. It's not teasing, it's vicious bullying. And it's not funny. I was enjoying, I was wondering if you ever did try the bone marrow from the Wendigo episode. I never did, we never did try the bone marrow, but someday I will. Someday I will get a dog. Or maybe a child. Crack it open. Take her bones and crack it open and eat them. And just to see what it tastes like. Or I'll just go to fucking like a Chinese restaurant and ask for a full on bone. And just see what it's like. But he's, then he said after. Also I was curious if you could do a show on the Black Eyed Kids. Shadow People. Or the Dulce Base. Now. Black Eyed Kids. That's a huge topic that I'll have to do at some point once I get like a better microphone and stuff because there's a few topics I want to save for when I get better. So I want to save Manson, the Manson murders. I want to save Jonestown and I want to save what else? A few got a good few of the serial killers for when my um quality gets back up. So from now we're going to be doing small topics like this. Um, Shadow People was actually planned. It was the episode I was going to do before the Flatwoods Monster. It was um I was going to do it on dreams because I Jazzy had a very vivid dream about a big um evil bird she that was following her the entire night. It was crazy. So I was going to bring that into and everything, and we were going to talk about Shadow People, and we will eventually. I'm thinking of doing that very soon. And then he said, or the Dulce Base, which I had never heard of, and I did a bit of research into it, and it's going to be it's. Well, I don't know. Maybe my mind will change. It's going. It might be the next episode. The Dolce Base. It's crazy. There's like underground military people fighting underground aliens. Anyway, anyways, keep the shows coming, and I look forward to the next episode. So again, Blaster Mike, if you're listening right now, shout out to you. You forever live in my mind and my heart as a hero, and a, you're de- you're a god. And shout out to you. So. Thank you so fucking much to all the people who commented on my Reddit post. Everyone that upvoted voted everything that did, ever, anyone that did anything, okay? I love you all so much. I want to thank you for supporting me. But now we actually need to get into the episode. The nitty gritty of Ricardo Lopez, the Bjork stalker. To this world was Bjork. I mean, I mean, many people could say, what the hell are you talking about, man? You, you know... You don't even know this girl. You don't, you know, you even met her, man. What the hell? Fucking crazy, man. Okay. Many of those points, as you know, later on. But, uh, what I do feel for her, okay, I know, I know many people would say, 
You can't possibly love somebody you don't know. Love is something with time. Love is, you know what love is? Love is a chemical, okay? A biological substance in our brain which is released, okay, by the neurotransmitters, okay? It's a chemical called oxytocin. That's true love, oxytocin. And what is oxytocin? It's the binding glue, okay, that holds families together, okay? That's, okay, it's not a mystical thing. It's not a magical thing that just happens because of, you know, the the soul, the spirit, and all that has it's a, it's a chemical. We're machines, okay? As much as we want to fancy ourselves as, you know, superior to, to other creatures, you know, we're beyond, you know, our soul, spirit, you know, mystical, you know, we're, you know, we're so far beyond. We're machines, biological ones, okay? That's what we are. And machines, you know, as you, as you all well know, you know, have moving parts, have this and that, you know, you know, oils, uh, fuels, that's what we are, basically, that's it, okay, and that's what I have, it's an attachment, okay, it's an attachment to, okay, there's many, many things about her that I do not approve of, and it really turns, turns my insides out like that, and, and pain, Many things, but still, you know, I still have that attachment to it. So before we start again, I've never covered one like one singular person's life on this podcast before. I've never like went through their life, so this this might come together good. I don't know, or it might come together. This just show. I just have all my notes. I have fifteen pages of notes right in front of me, six thousand words, and I'm hoping that I can get this together good enough for you. So the last two voice clips you just heard was him, in fact, talking. And I'm going to go through his early life first, just to give you a bit of background on who he is. So Ricardo Lopez was born on January 14th, 1975, in Uruguay, into a middle-class family who moved to the United States and settled in Georgia. So he's he's Uruguayan. I don't know where Uruguay is. I never looked that up. So every time... Oh, by the way, every time you fucking Google Ricardo Lopez, Ricardo Lopez, the Bjork stalker doesn't come up. Ricardo Lopez, some kind of boxer comes up. So it was fucking hard to find this information. His Wikipedia page comes up the boxer instead of the other guy. So I had to add Bjork every time. That's like five more letters I have to type. So his family is made up of his mother. It's made up. His family is made up of his mother, his father, and his brother. And maybe his more brothers. I actually don't know. It never states it. All I know is that his older brother is the only one that we really need to be concerned with in this story. Because he actually confirmed confronted Lopez at one point about what was going on in his life. So, according to his family and according to his friends, Ricardo was easygoing, but in other words, he was a lazy p- piece of shit. He just did fucking nothing. He was he was introverted. You see, he's introverted as well. He's easygoing. He's introverted. See, he's not like other girls. He's not like other people, you know? He's, he's easygoing and introverted, not like every other person on the internet. Um, he had a few male friends, but no girl ones. He never had a girlfriend. He never, no female connection apart from his mother. He um, he could never talk to girls. He didn't have any girlfriends, like friends that were girls. He didn't have any girlfriends that he had sex with. So basically, he, I, he was a virgin up until he died. Why up until he dies? Not as if a demon came along and fucked him before he brought him to hell. But anyway, I actually have some comments. So while doing my research, I came across some, um, how do I put it? Very, very funny comments from t- 2007. Like, Christians commenting underneath this, um, this one website I found, well, I found hilarious, because there's so many rabbit holes I could go down. It was about the documentary that was made about him, where it was basically, they caught up the videos that Ricardo filmed, we'll go over that later, Ricardo Lopez filmed about 24 hours of, um, video diaries, 
But anyway, he um, there was someone cut him up into shorter pieces and put him into a documentary together, and there was a page for it for like reviews and stuff. And people were commenting underneath the most wildest shit from like being a Christian, they were having arguments, they're saying that he's with God now and all this kind of shit. And I actually have some comments from some of his supposed school friends. I have no way to verify that these actually went to school with him, so I'm gonna have to trust them. I tried emailing the guy that left the comment. Um but I as I said <laughs> this website was from 2007. He put his Hotmail email in the comment. And when I tried to email him, his email is no longer in service or whatever. I was hoping to maybe get a few insights into Ricardo's childhood or maybe an interview. But anyway, we have his comments and one from another person I'm going to read now. So, where can I get this video? I went to elementary school with Ricardo and was a great friend. The person I've seen in pictures and videos is not the Ricardo Lopez I knew. He had a great sense of humor and a great artist. It said... It's sad to learn what happened to him. It's sad. He probably is. It's sad to learn what happened to him. I cannot imagine what his parents must have felt. If anyone has any information on this doc, please let me know. Or if you want to share your thoughts, thanks, Yuli. Yuli, I messaged you and you didn't reply. I'm so sad. Maybe that's because you're hot minutes from time to seven. Anyway, he was a very good kid, very talented in art and drawing. This whole analyzing or depiction of him as a freak is so cruel. Underlying mental illness and demonic pressures is what you see in this footage. Not the real person he was. Thank you. Goodbye. No, I think it was him because i think he was just a fucking loser so what we can tell from these comments and from what his mother and brother are saying is that he was fun loving and carefree just like every other child in america oh but wait he's different he's creative he likes drawing and he likes doing other stuff and he's so artistic oh my god he's so different he's such a nice boy but you know he's 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 so nice to be around so his mother seemed to genuinely love him you know uh Lopez and um, Lopez had a very close relationship to his mother due to that he was the youngest. He had she had her later. She had him later in life, so that they had more of a connection. There was another kids getting in the way, and his older brother George seemed pretty worried about him, and could tell his brother George had always been worried about him. Um. Due to you know his mental state or whatever, and not much is known what actually happened to him during his his um what actually happened during um, Ricardo's childhood and teenage years, except that he obviously never dated, he never had any girlfriends, but because you know his his um low self esteem is his entire life. I know you couldn't blame him because if you look up pictures of him, he's um he's one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, and I, <laughs> and I know um because he probably low self esteem. So we don't know much about um anything that went on in his childhood apart. From from that he just said basically you know I'm a childhood and um he talks actually at one point about in late January 96 when he was in school he was driving around with his um his friends or whatever and he would sorry sorry by by um January 96 I mean he recorded the video explaining it in January of 1966 so he talked about his how his more courageous guy friends would go out and get involved with mixed racial beat mixed racial beatings where basically if he saw a pretty girl with a a a a black guy she would get he would get they all get out of the car and beat the fuck out of him which is fucking despicable like <laughs> he's already, like i haven't even explained the rest of it yet and he's all, already a huge loser people who say ricardo lopez just didn't get enough help and he was really a nice guy he fucking wasn't he wasn't no i don't care what people if i get in trouble for saying this saying that he was just a misunderstood youth or whatever he wasn't he was a fucked up man and all these people like 
all these fucking serial killers, people like incels, like Ellie Rogers, they're all just fucking losers. And they had nothing else to offer the world except doing this. Ricardo Lopez would just be just another fucking homeless, fat fucking exterminator still. He would contribute nothing to this world except this. Like, actually, no, what? Thank you, Ricardo, for fucking killing yourself. Now that, because now I have an episode to do about you. Thank you for being who you are and being as racist as you are because now I have... People have shit to cover and people have stuff to look back on and realize that you were a huge loser. And I'm hope that his ghost is listening to me right now. And I'm looking around my room because if I swear, I swear if I see his huge titties in the corner, I'm going to fucking suck on him. Anyway, in one incident when they're driving along, he went cruising with him in the car and he saw this pretty girl walking along with a, a black guy. And they're all jealous and disgusted. They're all just, And they're all extremely jealous of him. And disgusted by him. And they used to go out and fucking beat the fuck out of him. Which is absolutely horrendous. It could, it definitely could explain why Lopez was fucking bathing in fury lava. When he found out that Bjork was um, dating a black guy. So, Bjork by the way is a singer I'm going to explain later on that he's obsessed with. So Lopez was preoccupied with fantasies, fantasies of becoming a famous artist. Just like Hitler and going to art school. Um, he dropped out of high school to achieve it, which um, was a bad idea because he didn't fucking achieve anything. When Lopez and his brother moved to Florida in the early 1990s, Lopez worked part-time for his brother's uh, pest control business to support himself. By the way, when this all happening, Lopez is 21. When you look at footage later, and I recommend you look at the footage... He is only fucking 21. He does not look 21. He looks like he's fucking 30, 35. Anyway, when Lopez moved, he lost a lot of contact with his mother. He didn't talk to her at all, even though they had such a good relationship. By the age of 18, Lopez had become socially reclusive and started um, a written diary, not video ones yet, in which Lopez described his fantasies of fame, his low self-esteem, and his self-felt inadequacy in his weight and sexual areas, as well as entries by his job. What that means is, he's fat and has a small pee-pee, and he didn't like it. So, to get away from all that, he became obsessed with celebrities to distract himself, and soon developed an obsession with the Icelandic singer Björk in 1993. Now, how I would describe Björk. Björk is like... Uh, imagine... If you know who Yoko Ono was. If you know who... Oh, how do I fucking describe... Imagine Ellie Goulding. But with a lot more echoey music a lot more misunderstood kind of you know not like other girls fucking whatever echoey kind of it's weird listen to her music i like it i do like her music it's 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 how you i don't know how how i would describe it it's just the music that you have to listen to. i don't know why i described it with ellie golden it's because she looks asian but anyway shut up um <laughs> i don't even know who ellie golden is i'm pretty sure she's asian i don't know but ricardo actually dreamed of traveling back in time and becoming friends with a young bjork so in one of his video diaries ricardo explains his um obsession with bjork and he describes what he likes about her he says she's unique she's not like other women he said she looks so innocent and beautiful he talks about how he like he talks about how he's put her up on this pedestal and she's some kind of a god and now what you're probably thinking is he wants to fuck her he wants to really fuck her but he wants to ejaculate and spread his his cummies in her but no i'd never say that again cummies but <laughs> he's not like he's not like those disgusting dickhead chads he's sensitive you know, he's not like other boys. He doesn't want to fuck her. He wants to hold her. And he, because he's inadequate, he doesn't want to fuck her. He doesn't want to fuck her. He's got too small a pee-pee. He basically saw her as like a demigod. Or like, or, or like a, his daughter, his daughter, which is really weird. She was, he was, she was someone that he loved and he, he would worship. You talk about how humans have a need for worship. For most, it's God, Allah, Jehovah, whatever. For more, it's money. 
you know, fat cats like money. For most celebrities, and for Lopez, it was Bjork. He worships her. He doesn't. People don't want. You don't want to fuck Jesus unless you're into that. But like most people, most Christians don't want to fuck Jesus. They don't want to fuck God. They just want to please their God. And if the way to please, if God came down and had an earthly body, you know how many people want to suck his dick? A lot of people want to suck his dick because that would get them in his good books. That would please his earthly emotions. And that's what um, he wanted to do for Bjork. He wanted to do whatever, you know. For ratio, um, you know, licking the cat, swirling the cream, whatever. He wanted to do that to her. He wanted to please her, but he didn't want to fuck her because he was inadequate. He was too fat and he didn't have stamina, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. He's a loser. So, and if you don't believe me on this, why don't you not listen to what Ricardo has to say about Bjork? This old man, not old man, but this guy who had a war record and this and that, and these two teenagers were like, oh man, this guy's been in a war and this and that, he's cool. And let's talk to him. He goes, he goes, kids, don't ever look up to people because they'll let you down. And of course it's true because she's just human, man. Okay, she's, see, I don't see her as human. Okay, I don't, I, I, I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't get this picture, oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I don't do that. I don't see her like that. I see her beyond you. I've put her on the pedestal so high that, that you see, and I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about this the other day, and it's true, we were talking about it with George, about how we have a natural tendency to worship. Humans do. Since the beginning of time, civilizations have been worshiping either one thing or the other, the sun, the, you know, we have that need in us to look up and, and, and to worship. That's, that's it's, it's put in there, you know, by our creator, of course. Okay. Now, for some people, it's not, it's not, it's different things. But everybody worships something. You know? For a lot of people, it's money. Oh, that's their God. A lot of people, it's sex, you know, pleasure. That's their God. People always submissify themselves and look up to something. Okay. Uh, you know, so, you know, of course, different extents, you know, whether it being in a religious organization or being in a, <laughs> a, a, a financial institution or, you know, in a power play struggle, they always worship something. Always. Okay. We're always looking for something to worship. And apparently, in my case, it's her. A human. Just like me. An imperfect, fleshly creature. Which I've, I, I've, you know, put her in an angelic status. My heart. I've never, I've never dreamed of fucking her. Okay. The only thing I've ever fantasized about, if anything, was just bringing her pleasure to satisfy her need. You know, eating her out or something like that. You know, just giving her an entire pleasure, just because you know, fulfilling her earthly needs. Not, not fucking her, because I know that I'm not sufficient for that, okay? I have prostate problems, and I got a little dick, and I'm fat, and I have no stamina, you know? I mean, I may, yeah, I may have watched a few a few hundred porns, but to put it into action, I mean, yeah, you, you learn a lot, you do learn a lot, especially eating pussy, and this and that, and techniques, watching, you know, Bob Berkowitz show real, real personal, this and that, yeah, you pick up a lot of things, okay? A lot of bits of information that are entirely useful. 
So Lopez had been obsessed with Bjork for almost two years before he came to start her relationship with fellow musician Goldie. Now Goldie was African American. Um, as you know, he hates them from he hates them in general. Um, and he was extremely angry at that. He describes in his videotapes and his writings that their relationship was when he broke. That was the breaking point. That's a nice way of saying that Ro Lopez basically had a breakdown. He was fucking furious. On his video dice, he talked for like 20 minutes about how he hates black people and how he's not any better. And that blah, blah. How he hates black people and how he knows he's not any better, which is weird. Um, but he And he knows that he's wrong about hating them, but he still hates them. Like, that's a common theme with uh, Ricardo after what I've listened to is um, shit. He seems to know that everything he's doing is wrong and that he's a horrible person, but he keeps doing it anyway. Like, he thinks he could never improve his body. He thinks he could never improve his personality, what he thinks about things. He thinks that his life has been, like, pre-chosen by the universe and that he has to spray acid at Bjork or that he has to be he has to be a disgusting mess. Like, it's pre-confirmed by the universe. Whatever it is, I don't understand. I'm not a psychologist, and, like, that's what I got out of, out of watching his ramblings. Personally, I believe that he he believes that he can't change anything. It's probably a key factor in one of his disorders that I've just identified. So, if you know anything about that kind of stuff, or have a theory about what he has, tell me. Anywhere. Comments underneath, review, whatever. I don't fucking care. So, now, this is the good part. On January 14th of 1996, the day of his 21st birthday, Lopez began filming his entire video diary. He started vlogging, basically. He became... Him a Logan Paul, as the boomers would say. Wait, he's a vlogger, hi. But before this, he had over 800 pages of diary. That diary must have been fucking horrendous to read. Like, imagine, like, Diary Wimpy really went downhill after 16 book. I mean, Greg Heffley really got fucked up. Like, that poor FBI agent that had to wade through that cesspool of fucking spelling mistakes and fucking hieroglyphic handwritings must have had to go to rehab for months after. Maybe this, maybe that that same guy had to watch the twenty four hours of Ricardo's ramblings, just just to make sure that they didn't miss anything. I had to, I had to listen to an hour and a half of it like three or four times, and I'm pretty sure a part of me is psychotic now and probably dead after it. I've had multiple dreams about men shooting themselves in the head and then them chasing me. I've had multiple dreams about Ricardo. Sometimes I just be walking around and I turn around too quick and I think I see Ricardo in the corner of my room, and it's scary because I first watched. Ricardo Lopez's suicide video when I was in school in the computer class and that's probably very funny but he always really scared me because when he kills himself he wears this this makeup that's kind of there's just something about him where he's like he's not he doesn't look human in some of his things he looks he's just something about him that he's he looks sane but at the same time he doesn't and that's it's 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 fucking scary so so the reason uh, Ricardo made his tapes was for Bjork to see mainly, but also the FBI to see too after his um plan was um you know made. His plan was basically um he was gonna he started his videos I used to film or document his life leading up and his life leading up and the construction of his um HIV later acid device and to express his feelings um, to the camera instead of putting them into diaries, which he had kept for some time. As I said, 800 pages. He didn't really expect any, um, anyone else to see the videos. YouTube wasn't around st um, back then. It was about 10 years off, and the internet wasn't up to much in, like, 1960s, 1996, yeah, 1996. Online videos were definitely not a thing, so he made it. He definitely didn't make it for the intentions of hundreds to see and worshipping, kind of like Elliot Rogers did on YouTube, but, you know, he didn't want that. He just wanted Bjork and the FBI to see 
So after after he actually killed himself, you can see pictures. He writes on the wall um, where the tapes are for the FBI to see. So so overall, I think I got that figure wrong earlier. There is 21 hours of tape containing all sorts of crap. And I'm going to pull out a few bullet points about some of the weird parts. So the tapes in the first place after suicide, after the trial or whatever, even if there was a trial, I don't know. Because, you know, he was dead. Um, some guy online called Guru tracked them down into a police station and started... What I found on that on that documentary website was that... <coughs> he was charging $200 a piece and $90 for shipping. Like, $200 for each tape. Like, that's like... I don't know how many hours is on each tape, but that's not everything. So, most people were pissed because he was profiting off of Ricardo's death, which, you know, it's pretty bad, but, like, fuck Ricardo. So then, when people got really angry, he jumped ship... Um, when the videos were actually released on YouTube as well in cut down versions. And I have no idea if Guru still sells the original copy DVDs which he got from the the police station. But if he is, check out the documentaryblog.com and look in the comments. It's crazy down there. That's where all the, the Christian comments I got um, are going to come from um, later on. So I tried to contact the guy selling tapes to get his story. But the, the page has been... Like he left a link to his website, right? When I clicked into it, there was some really old company that like... I don't know what the fuck it does. It does advertising, I think. I think. So, they're called the Dragonfly Company. I just want a quick, like, side note. They're called the Dragonfly Company, and their website is the most vague, ominous shit I've ever seen. Like, so, like, it's basically like an ARG. It looks so weird. It's like some kind of a, a front for, like, some government agency or something. So, you know, if you're if you're really interested in that, go down that rabbit hole. Tell me what you find. So, um, first... Um, funny part question mark of his tapes. Um, well, not funny. It's more kind of like just, just kind of terrifying to be honest. Is when he pulls out his PP on screen and uh pulls back the PP skin and then um I don't know what he does after that. And he that's all he does. And he said he did that because he he missed the recording like at this interview that Bjork had on the TV and he got really angry about that now he decided to show his peepee on camera and it's not a nice sight it really it's really bad so you know if you want to watch it maybe just skip that bit so that I watched it so that you don't have to so um, and another point at the very start of it actually he starts by pulling like this really creepy um monster face which I think I put the audio for it at the start where he's basically I'm a monster, and it's fucking, I, I, it might be that scary to other people, but I find it very scary, because he's just something about him, so, throughout the recordings, which is very interesting, a lot of psychologists use it for, like, study or whatever he says, but you see him slowly recede deeper and deeper into his own mind and his own delusions, he, um, he first starts, um, stating his beliefs for a little bit, um, his racisms is whatever, and then he moves into, um, showing us his room and his current project, so, his, he lives in an apartment, a very shit apartment, by the way. His room is a complete pigsty. Absolute horror shit all. He shows this um sculpture he's doing on Bjork, which doesn't look half bad. Like, Ricardo, what thing about Ricardo is he's actually talented. He could actually do something. Like, I won't take that away from him that he actually has some kind of talent, but instead he chose to do this. So then he starts to talk about his plans that he has for Bjork, and he tells us about the bomb that he's going to make, which, which the original plan for was that it would have a bomb that had needles or shrapnel with AIDS blood in it. Yeah, 
aids. He was going to give Bjork aids. So basically, how Ricardo was going to get the aids in the first place was the challenge. He couldn't quite figure it out. You know, he would have to. He didn't. Have, he didn't want to do no gay stuff. He didn't want to put a peepee in the bum of someone else. Put that peepee in the bum, bum. You know how you gonna get that? So either way, whatever Ricardo would do, it would be catastrophic for Bjork. Like it was either he switched the acid later on, but. The AIDS thing itself as well would have been fucking devastating for her because she already had a son. She has a, a young son, by the way, as well. I forgot to mention. Um, so he spends the next few months preparing the bomb and running us through a few of his beliefs. He talks about the bomb a lot and why he's doing it. He claims he loves her and reveres her, even though he's planning to maim and hopes to kill her. Um, f- from what I've gathered, this is mainly because she went out with a black guy. Um, and even though they never talked and Bjork has no relation to him whatsoever or even knows he exists, which Ricardo talks about, um, saying he knows Bjork doesn't know him or that, <laughs> or that he's not important to her. But again, there's a thing I talked about where Ricardo knows what he's doing is wrong. It seems like he doesn't want to do it, but feels he has to. He just has to send Bjork to hell. So Ricardo starts to show off some of the books that have been giving him some inspiration. And they're pretty good because there's some books about psychos which he calls them um the first one was i think um the one about ted kaczynski the uh unabomber which if you haven't um seen the netflix series for that it's called man it's so fucking good go watch that um some book called obsessed which i'm pretty sure is about some kind of a serial killer i couldn't find it online um there's one about the um the the fbi investigation techniques um and then there's one called mind hunters that i'm actually reading right now um it has a series on netflix it's about um this serial killer crime unit that came up that coined the phrase serial killer and came up with all that kind of stuff it's so good season two on netflix just came out so you know you, you go watch that people call it say people tell me it's boring but it's not it's the greatest show i've ever watched in my life so ricardo begins building his bombs and since ricardo is an exterminator he tells us about the access he has to devastating chemicals the normal man doesn't he tells about the advantages he says he says at one point if he wanted to, instead of shooting up a school or something, he could get deadly chemicals. He could, he said, he talks about going to a rap concert because apparently that's where all the African Americans would be. According to Lopez's retarded fucking mind, he could kill thousands, he said. That fucker's fat ass probably couldn't have enough. That fucker's fat ass didn't have enough courage to go up and play, pay for a packet of chewing gum with a femoid cashier, okay? Let alone put in enough effort to leave his apartment for more than 10 minutes to kill that amount of people. He fucking tried to take Bjork out by sending her a letter, not even going to her and shooting her like a, like a good fucking stalker would. So, the part where he orders his chemicals, except just before his suicide, actually made me laugh. I don't know why I laughed before suicide. This whole situation just comical and it felt right. Anyway, he basically... He basically receives this order of sulfuric acid and constructs probably the first ever unboxing video completely naked. But wait, Ricardo, no, Ricardo isn't dumb though. He's all about safety. He couldn't just lift out that bottle of chemicals with his bare hands. He could get burned. So he puts on long black rubber gloves, the only item of clothing he would be wearing at the time. <laughs> because, you know, you got to keep your fingies safe, but not your dingalingies. Try to keep that... Try to make that rhyme, but it didn't work. Anyway, he only put on basically he only put on gloves, even though if he spilled them chemicals, his entire body was fucked. Even though it was already fucked. So the next time Ricardo works in his chemicals, he wears more clothes. He wears full safety gear, but again, no clothes underneath, just a see-through plastic apron, a plastic welding mask thingy, and gloves. Um, at one point he bends over to the camera, and I have stared into the face of. A being that I should not have seen, which was Ricardo Lopez's butthole. Like, I'm pretty sure I seen demons slithering out of that abyss. Like, Jesus Christ. I had to watch, I had to watch this so that you don't have to. 
I had to go through this thing three or four times to get the footage that I wanted because for Carlo Lopez is oh my god, he's fucking it's disgusting. His penis is like a compressed pigtail, if that makes sense. Like imagine a pigtail, right? And like squash it. That's it. Imagine a slinky, right? Except the top of the slinky is like smaller than the bottom part of the slinky. And imagine that slinky very small. That's it. And it's very, extremely scary. And I had to look at that for way too long. And I also had to look at his huge fucking titties. His voluptuous titties. I've never seen a man with bigger titties. And I've I've had... and Oh my god. I've had to look at his fucking huge nipples bounce up and down while he rambles on about hating black people for fucking hours. And I can never get them out of my... Even right now as I'm talking about it, all I can see is him jumping up and down. And oh my, oh my god. Ricardo Lopez, I can't wait to be done with you. I can't wait for your fucking penis of a head mind out of my mind so I can move on with my life and not have to talk about your bitch ass anymore the thing about that part where he's wearing the sea trapin and stuff is that he's actually more scared and cautious than you'll ever see him throughout it except for the part where he goes and mails the actual bomb he's worried the fumes will kill him so he like takes his time opening it and he like opens it like a fizzy can of coke so he's not a fizzy can a bottle of coke so he like opens it a little bit fizz and he runs away and he, he bounces back again he keeps doing it it's really funny because he's fat anyway so over the next few bits of tape he finishes the bomb he's basically uh he's, ba- he's basically making a, a bomb and like this hollowed out book which when opened it would explode um in acid covering Bjork and it killing or like maiming her completely just ending her life either way and as you could probably tell if you look at Bjork she's not dead yet either is her face fucked up so um as you could tell Ricardo failed Ricardo didn't even do that so one of the tests he does is he draws a really shitty um creepy drawing of Bjork which I I actually laugh at because it looks so funny which does it just looks like a random girl and he basically sets up his device in front of it he pulls the trigger or whatever it does to spray it and it just sprays this black liquid all over the picture and some of it gets on him and he looks fucking ecstatic he turns around with like this stuff all over his face and he's just standing there like laughing it's like oh Oh, so before this, I forgot to mention how we tested the how we tested the actual chemical. So first, first off, he dripped some acid onto some old pizza slices, and um, when he had all that safety gear on to open it, he he's kind of dropped it on, but it did nothing. And um, it's because he asked for like a um, a less of a dilute in it, but it was like diluted, so it wasn't that strong. So over the next few days, after he made some very scientific-looking test specimens, he got like slices of pure. Per- he got like slices. He got like slices of pepperoni and put them into these glass slides and put labels on them and stuff, just like a proper scientist would. And they're all been like dissolved in different states of decay. It was pretty cool. You were showing them off of Pokemon cards. But anyway, Ricardo perfected his device, his baby, his weapon of destruction that would punish Bjork for daring to go against him, for daring to date a man that she loves and that, she, and to go against his rules that she never even knew about. Now, the 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 bomb was easy. The bomb was easy, but getting that bomb to Bjork was a hard part. Throughout his video dives, he actually talked about this. So, Ricardo starts to talk about how he was going to do it, um, how this contrary's belief to his blah, blah, blah. So, Ricardo was a smart guy. He had the potential to become a good artist. He had the potential to do stuff with his life, but he decided not to. He had, he had the potential to do good stuff in his life. He had the potential to create artwork to do whatever but instead he decided to put his creative intellect into creating an extremely legitimate cover letter for the book claiming it was Bjork's record company which I recall was um, Electra Art he basically put it in with the the bomb to make it seem like 
Um, there's nothing wrong with it and it was from it. So during all this hullabaloo, a few things happened in between um, how he acquired his gun and his family efforts to stop this whole situation. We're going to start with the family. So as you know, Ricardo worked for his brother as an exterminator. He basically killed cockroaches. He killed cockroaches, cockroaches, cockroaches. I'm trying to do Ricardo Lopez impression. Cockroaches. And throughout all, all this, his brother wasn't oblivious to any of Ricardo's shit. While, um... While Ricardo, Ricardo was obsessed with Bjork before all the bomb mess, he um George used to lecture Ricardo on his relationship with Bjork, how it wasn't real, and how he needed to get out of his apartment more and meet people. And most of all, he didn't understand how Ricardo could love someone he didn't even know. And of course, Ricardo just blew him off saying he didn't understand and hiding his growing mental sickness. Of course, Ricardo just blew him off saying that, you know, George didn't understand and he he was trying to hide his growing mental sickness, but he didn't hide it well enough. His brother started to tell his parents about Ricardo's situation and they became worried. They um, called him up and they were like, you know, get over here. I want to talk to you. Come over here. I'm Uruguayan. I don't know what Uruguay sound like. I'm your mother. I'm your mother, Ricardo. Come on. But the only thing that Ricardo had that would make him stop was his mother. It was the only thing that I've, I saw throughout his videotapes where he questions the moral integrity of what he's doing was when he talks about his mother. As I said, he was favoured by his mother. He was a, she was adored him and he adored her. He loved his mother so much that and respected her greatly. Um, talking before suicide about how the only thing he regretted was how bad his mother was going to feel and how shamed and how shamed she was going to be, which which was why he considered doing his event like the rap concert, the Camel Attack or the the Bjork Bomb after they died to avoid bringing shame to them and his family name while they were alive, but he he couldn't hold off. This was why when his mother told him to come stay with him for a few weeks, he did. So this was in between the bomb making phase, like somewhere in there, where things started to look up for Ricardo. His family made him go to psychologist once and the therapist didn't notice too many bad things. This lasted just a few weeks and he's he's this lasted just a few weeks he stayed with them though. When he arrived home, in my eyes he was worse than ever. His mind starts to rapidly decrease quickly after ta- after he talks about the trip. His brother confronted him again, so Ricardo quit his job as an exterminator to complete his project. He basically quit his job because his brother tried to help him. So all all of you saying that Ricardo didn't didn't get the help, people tried. Okay, his family tried to get him help, but he just didn't have it. He was too fucked up in the mind. He basically quit his job and he went into survival mode after that because exterminators don't pay much and. Once you quit your job, I doubt he had many savings saved them. So using $2 a day, he paid for food and whatever else he did. He used $2. And one day he splurged with his brother. He fucking went out, went to a movie. He got dinner apparently. He went down and got some groceries and he had them all because he's such a fucking fat cunt. But anyway... He became completely engrossed in his apartment, calling off his landlord from rent, saying he was going. He basically like, in one video he says how he he his landlord was landlord was annoying him so much that he planned before shooting himself he was going to go burn his office if he ever came up looking for rent again, um, and then after this he acquired his gun. He acquired the gun that he used to shoot himself, which was a .38 caliber revolver. He got this from a local gun store after his family made him give over his other fi- firearms. He kept this one secret from his father. His father was the one that um, actually took his other guns. I don't know how many other guns he had, but his father made him take off this one. So he showed it off on camera by showing the receipt to the gun store, claiming he told the gun seller it was for home protection. Now, we aren't even going to get into gun laws in America. This is not the place for it. Go to Twitter for that exa- um, argument. I have no idea. I'm not qualified at all to talk about this. I'm not qualified. I talk about so anything i'm fucking 17 i know nothing about anything okay i just go on the internet and i reach stuff that's it so like please don't anyone anger me with guns i just don't believe in guns anyway so now warning this is the part where we're going to get into a suicide 
I'm, I'm gonna actually make I'm gonna find some kind of a warning sound for when things get a little terrible in future episodes warning hide your children <laughs> there we go that's gonna be it I'm gonna play that when things are getting a little bit scary so so on September 12th 1996 Ricardo prepares himself for the big event he records before he goes to the post office and seems pretty shook up not sure if it will work. So at approximately 10am on the 12th, Ricardo began preparations for his end. He starts to cut his hair on camera, showing us off a few different hairstyles and not gonna lie, I got a, vi- a vision of future me shaving my head after spending f- spending hours trying to hide my receding hairline and it scared me, it was like a that's a raven moment. And by my future, I mean by next March, my hairline's gonna go so far back, I'm better off just shaving it off. Anyway, Ricardo shaved his head completely and in a terrifying display, also shaved his eyebrows. It was so fucking scary. He picked up a lamp and he like puts the light up to it and he's completely hairless and he just sits there smiling. And there's this one part before he dies where he puts up this painting I think he made of himself which was him like holding a lamp up to his face which it was back when he had his hair and it's like he recreates that painting. It's really weird. He, I don't know. I don't get it. So so over the next hour or two he shows off his face painting profi- process and all his different ideas from it. He is completely fucking unhinged at this point. He has done a complete belly flop into the lake of Batchy Craze and sunk to the very, very bottom. He eventually ends up with a red and green squiggly lines in his face and head like he's drawn in, in the podcast. So thank you, Jazzy, for that. He looks fucking epic. So he's basically like painted his head. He's painted his head, and I think it comes from some kind of a, a Bjork music video or something. I don't know. I'm not a Bjork fan, so I know nothing about it. All I know is that Ricardo paints his head loads of colors until he settles on red and green squiggly lines that makes him look like a, just a complete psychopath, which he isn't. He's not a psychopath, but he is a crazy fucking bitch. So he then moves on to preparing his room. He paints messages on the wall for Bjork and the FBI, a random scrawl, but one clear message saying the 8mm tapes are a documentation of, documentation of a crime, a terrorist matter, they are for the FBI. Just imagine, like just imagine that writing now, what I just said, 8mm tapes are a documentation of a crime, a terrorist matter, they are for the FBI. Imagine that, that writing, the font of it is like the one that you'd find in a horror game, when it's like written on the wall telling you to not go inside and like fuck off or whatever. Imagine that, that's all over his wall. He's got pictures of Bjork taped on the wall. He's got a big arrow pointing to where the tapes are, where there's all like pictures of her all around it. Like I can't imagine what the poor fucker that walked in on that must have been thinking. Oh, and I, I think the way they found his body was because the blood was like dripping dripping down this like when people are outside they could see blood dripping down the wall a few days later which is fucking imagine walking up and seeing blood dripping down from someone's apartment so i i just gotta fill you in on i just gotta fill you in on one more piece of information that i think is very important and is very distressing so i'm gonna get a bit serious ricardo painted his face and you know how i talked about his big voluptuous jokes his big bouncing titties earlier well he painted his nipples red <laughs> he did. He painted his nipples red. I'm sorry, you have to imagine that right now. But how can you not imagine Ricardo Lopez with face paint on, his nipples painted red, him jumping up and down, his delicious jugs just. Oh, okay, I need to get out of that. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, so Ricardo is prepared. 
I'm looking at a picture of his suicide right now and let me describe what I'm looking at. So, so let me describe what I'm looking at. Ricardo sits at his white couch and just behind him is a white sign with the same scrawled black writing from the wall saying the best of me. I'll explain that in a minute. A small TV behind him depicts this uh, still image of Bjork and lazily it's like spurting in and off with interruptions of static and he sits there completely naked completely naked covered in red and green face paint thinking about his last words he said he sits there completely naked head covered in red and green face paint thinking about his last words okay it's time i've got my gun i just want to say that uh my last words are my last words well fuck the world that's my last words and uh fuck bjork and her and her nigger loving self the chances of it being entirely successful, like I said before, uh, I, I'm not going to count on it, but nonetheless, it being out there, I consider it uh, a great venture. Nonetheless, I was going to die anyway, not because of her, but uh, rather because of my own reasons. He holds the gun up to the camera and cocks the hammer back, stating, I'm definitely not drunk. I am completely, I'm not depressed. I know exactly what I'm doing. It is cocked back. It's ready to roll. He claims to be completely not insane. And to be honest, he probably is, isn't. I don't think he's insane. I don't even think he's psychotic. I just think that he was some artsy-farty creative being whose life went in a direction it shouldn't have. And his environment and whatever his just in introversionist and his family or whatever it was the perfect petri dish for him to grow and create the horrible events that transpired but that does now that doesn't mean i pity him because that's the same for everyone like you put anyone in that situation and they'll end up like that but he was the one that was in it he was the one that did it so he gets fucked over if i was in a situation and i had the same life as him i would do the same thing but that's his life that's him as a person because that's not my life that's his and it's his fault that he did that and he i don't think he deserves pity but anyway he deserved everything that came to him he was racist he went out of his way to plan and hurt he, even he, he planned to kill someone and even if he, even though he failed i'm like i'm I, that's still extremely better than her dying and if if it means that the, everyone hates him to for her to for her to die would mean everyone him that's just what hurt so fuck him i'm not going to feel sorry for a failed racist murderer so anyway ricardo sits there for a few minutes he takes a deep breath and f- for the first time, it's the, it's the first time I've seen him genuinely sad. Not laughing, not joking, not lecturing me like he's some kind of a intelligent god that's telling me that, you know, black people are cockroaches or whatever. He's not angry. Without that usual look in his eye that makes him seem like he has the confidence and the wit to take down an entire country. Like, the way he talks, he he's good. I, I could listen to him talk for a good bit if it wasn't about those kind of topics because he's he's he knows how to put together a speech, but it's the first time I've seen him without the certainty and like the passion he has for completing his mission he just looks human he finally reveals who he is and as what he is as a true human being a lonely depressed sad 20 year old 21 year old kid who got dealt some shit hands and was broken down to anger until all he had left was the energy to destroy himself and enough to take someone else with him he gets up and switches to the next song that's playing which is I Remember You of course by Bjork. This song it makes the whole situation even sadder. He sits there and just listens, mouthing it along and enjoying it. And like that song I've listened to it, I actually played it while I played it a lot while I was um 
writing this just to get in the mood and it's a great song and like i'm not going to play it here because copyright shit but it's if you want to hear it this too is called i remember you by bjork so suddenly for a few seconds he switches back to his old face he looks around his room he nods like a fucking confirmed soldier or whatever he nods testing the gun in his mouth he nods again takes it out and says i'm ready i'm ready nods he quickly switches back to sadness and sits there again he starts taking these deep breaths and then suddenly starts hyperventilating he takes these deep breaths before yelling what i later learned to be victory he yells victory before pulling the trigger at exactly 253 on the 12th of september ricardo lopez shot himself in the head in his apartment he groans and his body falls over all that can be heard is the soft trickle of liquid most likely but it's like a little waterfall that you can hear the sign behind him is completely clean. It was what I'm going to say now is it was placed there because Ricardo thought his brain would be splattered all over the side and creating his last piece of artwork. It didn't work. The fucker's bullet didn't make true said. He couldn't even do that right. The bullet got stuck in his head and he didn't create his artwork. Now that would be a cool piece of art to have. I would personally like to have that with Ricardo's brain splattered all over that framed in my bedroom. I wouldn't like that because then his titties be haunting me. Anyway, and his body falls over. The bullet doesn't go through his head. He falls off his chair slowly and just lies there. The screen is just a room. No body in sight. It's silent. The soft music playing in the background. Ricardo's body out of shot. And just that picture of Bjork on the TV. Now, you're probably wondering why I watched the suicide video and why I know it. I didn't. Not this time anyway. About like two or three years ago, I watched it in the computer class with a friend. Uh, it was taken down by YouTube because YouTube's smart now. They took down the video so that no other kids could watch it. But you know, it was, it's, it's not the worst one. So YouTube took it down so you can't actually watch the suicide on YouTube anymore. The only remaining footage is the documentaries which all um, cut blur out when he shoots himself. Um, rightly so. But if, like, if you're into watching that type of stuff, it's not good. Like, gold videos... There's a certain interest I get that people have, but when you like when you watch them constantly and when it's like a thing that you really enjoy, it's not good. Those videos like that can really mess with your head and desensitize you to actual real life issues that could cause problems for you in your future, cause you you know less empathetic, cause you to just break down mentally and cause you pain. Um, the loot like the the suicide tape is one of the more mundane ones. Like you can watch everything around him shooting himself. Like, that's perfect. That's on YouTube or whatever. But, like, not that I've watched a ton of those gore videos because I really haven't. Just from what I've heard, they're not good for you. They won't make you a better person if you watch them. Like, they might be satisfying. And I know you, some people have that interest in them. And I know that's that's okay. But, like, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't do... It, a human being shouldn't be watching footage of other humans getting shot, decapitated, mutilated. It, it's... If... If... Like... If you're watching, just think about it. Think about, just consider checking out some help or looking online for help or whatever. Or just not watching because I know most people that watch them aren't fucking crazy and I appreciate you. So Ricardo's body was discovered on September 16th when a disgusting smell was smelled coming from his room and blood was seen coming from it. Just a big tidal wave of blood coming out the windows. As I said, it was like pouring down the side of a wall. But the Hollywood Police Department... Hollywood Police Department entered and discovers Lopez's decomposing corpse on the ground. The police moved into the building and evacuated it. After viewing Lopez's final tape, police contacted Scotland Yard in the United Kingdom and warned them that the potentially explosive package was en route to Bjork's residence in London. The package had yet to be delivered. The Metropolitan Police intercepted it from a, a South London um, post, post office and it was safely detonated. So his plan fucking failed, you big titty bitch! 
fuck you, Bjork is okay and she's still living life. She's actually coming to Ireland in a few days, which is fucking class. She's living her life. She's living to the best of her ability. So there had been like little danger of Bjork receiving. Anyway, no, there's little danger of Bjork receiving her bomb anyway. It probably would have been her manager that would have caught it because he would have opened it. He probably would have been burned. Or her, I don't know. Anyway, so unbeknownst to Lopez, Bjork and Goalie had ended their relationship a few days before he mailed the bomb. So, you know, hindsight, um... I don't think, personally, this would have stopped Ricardo because, first, he had the bomb pretty much made and she had already broken his trust. So she had no chance even though she broke up with him. So, you're probably wondering, what did Ricardo actually suffer from and why did I say that he's not psychotic, he's not whatever. But bottom line is, we don't really know. He wasn't depressed, he wasn't psychotic, he wasn't even insane, bottom line. Ricardo, bottom line, Ricardo was a lo- loser, a scumbag, a plain pathetic slime that was just lonely, depraved of female attention to the point he basically became an incel before incels were a thing. He was the first one, he was a pioneer, so fuck you, Elliot Rogers. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to cover Elliot Rogers soon because he, I find it really interesting and funny because he's such a little fucking loser. He wasn't psychotic, he had feelings, he felt empathy, he loved empathy, he loved his mother. He wasn't depressed, he always sounded optimistic and interested in his task. He was always cracking jokes and shit. He wasn't insane. He wasn't having delusions or disconnected from reality except before his death, which was, which was pretty crazy, not gonna lie. But, like, his delusions, he didn't have proper, like, a god coming down telling him that Bjork had to die or whatever. It was from his own volition that he decided to do that. So, what I found from Wikipedia is that he had obsessive compulsive disorder and schizotypal personality disorder. I think he may have had undiagnosed ADHD, predominantly inattentive, don't know what that means, formerly known as ADD, going on what I think I saw in the 19 hours of me known. Actually, no. Um, next part I got from um, a comment of someone on Reddit, which um goes through what he had. So he says he has obsessive compulsive disorder and schizotypal personality disorder. I think he may have had undiagnosed ADHD, predominantly inattentive. Don't know what that means. Farmy known uh, known as ADD. Going on what I saw in the 19 hours or so footage, he procrastinates, is easily distracted. Towards the end, he's trying to talk to the camera while something interesting is on the TV, and it's almost comical. Yeah, I I gave you, man. I watched that. He like <laughs> he's talking, but he keeps. He's looking back and forth between the, the TV and he keeps losing his strange thought. Um, he's untidy. He fails to attend appointments on time. He hyper-focuses. Don't know what that means. He avoids people and situations that require sustained mental effort. He's artistic and creative. He has empathy. He's underachieved a lot. And serotonin reuptake inhibitors send him to sleep. Don't know what that means. La last part means at all. So often he states the symptoms as simply characteristics of his personality. Of course, this condition alone ca- wouldn't cause him to do what he did. But it could have contributed to his low opinion of himself and his resigned desperation. So... According to one commenter on that documentary page, Ricardo just needed Jesus in his life. <laughs> he just needed Jesus. So, that young's man, I'm gonna. According to one commenter on that documentary page, which I mentioned earlier, Ricardo just needed Jesus in his life. And here's the quote That young's man's tragic condition speaks to the need of Jesus in his life. I pray, please forgive me for the people I've let slip through the cracks. Yes, what he did was wrong, and yet I really hope the Lord has some mercy on his soul. The many people with either illnesses or suffering demonic oppression out there, and many perish without hope. And yes, this society is the nerve to idolize professional athletes. Spelt it wrong. Yeah, we miss that which God requires. Now I am no way unmoved by criminals who commit crimes because they are just scum. I support the death penalty and harsh punishment. We need to many 
way he's punished crime the way for in the Old Testament, whatever the fuck that means. But that's my opinion. But we do not to ask attorneys who, for greed and making a name for themselves, constantly help the wrong people. Let's support our police, firefighters, and president. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? And, like, Ricardo just needed Jesus. Okay, like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. So I have a few comments here from people saying that it's wrong of us to watch his tapes. And it's wrong to discuss his disgusting, slimy, sweaty, naked ass. Pick up a fucking chemicals off gun. I don't care. I don't fucking care. And I'm going to read some of these comments from people. Man, you guys are such a bunch of sick fucking wankers. Let the man rest in peace. You've all just praying on the corpse of a mentally unstable individual, immortalized by a culture obsessed with violence and death. Kiss me, fucking arsey wankers. Bend over and say hi, Uncle Willie. Ah, you motherfucking wankers can line up and plant a ruby red rosy on me, you fucking ass. Bunch of fucking scum! Why don't you all study tips of me shitting on yous? Bunch of retarded, lawless scumbags with nothing else to do. These comments are so funny. When I said fucking ours, it's because they spelt it like that. They fucking, like, all these people bend over and say hi to Uncle Willie. I don't need to because my uncle already shows me his Willie. So, yeah, 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 that's it, that's the episode, um, don't know how good that was, it's my first time covering, um, someone with a life like that, so if you got any pointers, if you got any tips, if you got any, um, criticisms, free, free to, feel free, free, feel free to comment them down below, I can barely talk, I shouldn't even have a podcast, but anyway, feel free to comment down below, um, first true crime episode I've ever done, I swear, I haven't been, I haven't, these past few weeks of um, preparing this episode and watching his tapes like three or four times has re- and I have to watch them again to gather the footage for it which I do not want at all but anyway thank you for listening I'm glad to have Ricardo out of my system and the way he like deteriorates so quickly into madness towards his end and starts doing those like weird fucking unhuman faces some shit like stirs some deep fucking like caveman primal fear inside me I've always hated him and I'm glad that I'm shit him out my poo brain so that's it big increase in listeners um this week not this week this month because i usually upload every month and thank you i love you um i'm going back to school in a few days so there won't be as much episodes even though episodes are already spaced out enough but i'll try and keep the same kind of you know space between them i'll try and do shorter topics from now i'm going to do the dodgy top um base next week probably don't want me to that because i like to change my mind a lot because i'm a basic bitch so thank you everyone um thank you for all your comments on reddit or whatever go review do whatever you want i don't care thank you now i'm gonna go make a bomb for taylor swift that would spray with a splash post and a swiftness now let's harmonize on the word victory with our fingers in our mouths victory Hide your children. Oh.